0: Welcome to the performance podcast with Melissa Kender, where I'm here to help you stay strong and last long in your athletic endeavors. There's no running topic too broad or lifting topic too heavy that we won't cover. So if you're looking to get fitter, faster, stronger, then this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Melissa, certified functional strength coach, personal trainer, running coach, hybrid athlete with a no BS approach to fitness creating unfiltered conversations around fitness topics that can be somewhat messy, and the answer is often, it depends. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. First and foremost, wherever you are tuning in from, I want to say thank you. Now, I did a Q&A on my Instagram a long time ago now, but I wrote down a lot of questions that were extremely similar, so we're going to cover that today. And now, Some of the questions that were very similar were along the lines of, I feel out of shape. How do I start running? Or I feel like I'm not in good enough shape to start running and things like that. But then along the same lines, there was some questions that, well, actually I get a lot of these questions, which is give me some beginner running tips because I want to stay consistent or Give me some beginner running tips because I can't stay consistent. So how do I stay consistent as a beginner with running? It feels so hard. What do I do? Now, I know I've touched on a lot of these points in the past, but it's always good to do an update and a refresher and just, you know, get some more motivation and inspiration in regards to them. And especially as we're entering a new month, we're in a new year, spring races are right around the corner, or maybe you've set a goal for yourself for the spring, for the summer, for the upcoming fall, for little goals along the way. And you know it's going to take time. And that's the main thing, is we do, we do have to be patient. Building fitness takes time. Getting into a routine takes time. Changing habits takes time. We all have to start somewhere, and nothing magically happens overnight. Most people who come to me are, say, quote-unquote, They say they're out of shape or they're looking to get in a routine or they're trying to gain fitness or they have a goal in mind that they want to reach or they have X, Y and Z that they want to do in some way, shape or form in regards to fitness and running. But today we're gonna talk about obviously running. So now how does someone get started running, especially if they're out of shape or either a newbie to running or someone coming back after a long time off and things like that. So whether you're a beginner, whether you feel out of shape whether you're someone who has been not running for a long time and want to get back into it, whatever it may be, all these tips can be beneficial to you during your running journey and can be beneficial to anybody. And I know even for me, I love going over these points again and again and again. They provide me with inspiration, so I hope they provide you guys with just as much inspiration. I want you to think about this. A journey of many runs begins with a single step. I'm going to say that again. I read it somewhere. I'm going to find where it is. But anyway, a journey of many runs begins with a single step. So you have to start somewhere. When you're learning to run, this is so true. Running can seem daunting before you start and challenging once you do start. But step by step, slowly but surely, you can get to where you want to be. Whether that's a healthier version of yourself, a happier version of yourself, whether you're a proud owner of a race medal, whether it's a combination of whatever it is, if you start out sensibly and consistently, whatever your initial motivation for lacing up those running shoes, it won't be long until you're having fun, getting fit, and able to tack whatever goals you choose to do next. All right. So you're just getting into running. You're feeling maybe out of shape, but want to start running, or you're starting a new training block, or you're going to be starting to train for a 5K, 10K, half marathon, whatever it is, but you're just starting out. Something that I don't think I've touched on before, or maybe I have, and I just don't remember, but the first place I want you to start is just a quick checkup with your doctor. Listen, it never hurts to simply make sure that everything is a green light for you to start pushing your heart rate up higher than normal. And also just making sure all your lab work is ideal, your your minerals, vitamins, whatever it is, or the general lab work that they do, that it's within normal range and so that you have a starting point. I know for me, typically with my races, if I do a few out of the year, I get blood work like twice a year during my training, like before and after, just to make sure everything is A-okay. So if you already go, that's perfect, but that's just like a little suggestion that I figured to say. And then after that, this is going to surprise you, but if you're a newbie to running, if you're brand new, I want you to walk and not just like leisurely walking. I want you to learn to power walk, like power walk, walk fast, walk fast so that it feels like you're almost running, but you're not. And now this is the foundation for moving into a run walk program and not feeling like you want to vomit or can't breathe or anything like that. A power walk is learning how to get out there and really push yourself to try and build up a walking, uh, walking a 15 minute mile. Now I'm going to give an example because I actually had an off day, but I felt so good. So I went for a power walk and my average mile, because I did four mile walk. My average per mile was 14 minutes and like 58 seconds per mile. I was power walking, baby. And honestly, it's hard. You feel different muscles working. You are like a little breathless, but you're still in your easy effort aerobic zone. Um, so I really want you to learn to power walk. And once you've hit that point, transitioning to running feels infinitely better. I promise. Trust me. I've helped a boatload of runners achieve success by doing this. Power walking, like... It's so great. And if you already are a power walker, if you already walk a lot and you just need to jump into a program, okay, we'll dive in. Also, side note, super excited for programs and different things that I'm going to have come in the future, whether it's PDF guides, training with me one-on-one with run coaching, all of that. There's a lot of good stuff coming for the future. Okay, anyway, side note gone. With those two things behind us, let's dive into top tips to going from sedentary to running. And my number one tip is, why do you want to run? Let's be honest for a second. Sit there and think, why do I want to run? Running isn't easy, and most physical fitness activities aren't actually easy. But people do them anyway, day in and day out. What makes pursuing this activity and most others is knowing your why. Your deep-rooted in your heart why. And not just knowing your why, not a generic reason, not because someone else is doing it, but being invested in it emotionally and intellectually. Were you recently at the doctor's office and your blood work and blood pressure isn't as good as it could be, or maybe is worse than it used to be? Do you want to prove to yourself that you can? Do you want to enter a future race? Maybe you want to improve your mental and physical well-being. Maybe you have a super stressful job and need a different outlet by running some miles. Running is a great response to all of these things and more. And your why should be held close to you and write it down and work on it always. Because whatever the reason, keep that in mind when you're heading out the door, when your runs get hard, and when you don't feel like running on a given day. That why may be the motivation you need to put one foot in front of the other. Now two. Number two is run at whatever time of day suits you. Literally, the best time of day to run is whatever time of day suits you and then you're most likely to get it done and be consistent with it. Many runners find it's generally easier to fit a run session in in the morning However, if it doesn't suit your daily schedule, find a regular time that does. Then, and this is the most important thing, reserve this slot for running. Don't forget your gear. Don't get distracted. Don't look for excuses because they might be easy to find, but reserve this slot for running, whether it's in the morning, on your lunch break, after work, in the evening, whatever time of day feels best that you can fit your run in. That is your reserve slot for your runtime, And I know for me, I'm more of an early morning runner, but my husband loves to run in the evening. That's when he can get it done. That's when he feels best with it. So that's when it works. So everybody is different. And sometimes if I have a busy morning with clients, I'll run in the afternoon or before lunch or after lunch. So it's all about looking at your schedule ahead of time, doing an honest assessment and seeing how you can make it work to be consistent. Because remember, it's better to be consistently good then on again, off again, on again. The next point is to plan your running routes. Literally, plan every running route. Find safe, traffic-free routes, look for and plan in advance a few different routes that you can run regularly and also use in different types of weather conditions. This will make you so much more confident, one, to head out the door, but also to ensure that you both get the distance that you're trying to cover and get in. Running is a great way to explore different places or connect with the outdoors, I want you to think of it as moving meditation. It allows you to see different places than maybe when you're in a car. You can have both more time to look around and looking around kind of distracts you from what you're doing as well. So you get lost in the zone, which is a good thing. And then if you are running on a treadmill, because I know a lot of people are training on treadmills, make sure that you are running smooth and slow enough and in your normal zone, so that you're not gripping the handrails. Because if you're gripping the handrails, that could be lead to injury and just running awkwardly. So I really want you to be comfortable and confident if you are running on a treadmill and keep it at a pace where you feel like a smooth runner, right? And along the same lines, while I'm talking about this, I want you to have running mantras, like things that you get say to yourself to keep going when you're on your run, like smooth runner, run smooth. Or sometimes I know when I'm doing my speed workouts, I'll say, Fast is slow, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So that you think about your gliding through the air, right? Or sometimes on my runs, I'll think your race, your pace, enjoy the outdoors, one foot in front of the other, run the mile that you're in. Whatever it is, say these things to yourself, speak positively to yourself. Oh, another side note is I literally will plan my running routes to this day. Yes, I have planned routes that I use regularly so I really already know the mileage. But if I'm traveling anywhere, I open up Google Maps and I literally will drop a pin and see how far it is to get to one point and back if I have a certain number of training mileage that, I'm hit, that I need to hit for the day. Or you can even go on Google. I know when I was traveling um, a couple states away, there's some running websites that talk about safe trails to go on or safe running routes through cities where you can sightsee as well. So there's so many different things available that will help plan your running routes. Or if you're running at home and you're brand new to run walking or walking, I say get in your car and just drive around and see how far something is, see what it looks like first, and then get back home, plan your route on paper or maybe for the next day and let that be, right? Anyway, no more digressing. So number four, is start slow and focus on consistency. One of the toughest parts of getting in shape and with sticking with running or any form of exercise is knowing your limits and being consistent. No one expects you to start running tomorrow and to be able to run a half marathon next week or to lose 10 pounds in two months, whatever it is. No one has these expectations of you, right? So give yourself some grace. So don't set expectations like that for yourself. Remember that it takes time for our bodies to adapt to the changes in routine. When you start running, you may find that you can't go very far without feeling or getting out of breath, or you may be a bit more sore than expected. And those things are totally normal to encounter and to have to work through. So you do have to work through the discomfort, work through the hard and keep going because I promise it gets easier. But the most important thing is that you can and will get through those challenging times with time, patience, and consistency. When you're out on your run or walk, focus on effort and perceived exertion. Learn to be in tune with your body. And with that being said, in the beginning as you're building up your fitness, it doesn't matter how far you go. The last thing you should worry about when you're just starting out is how many miles you need to cover. That'll just overwhelm you. Instead, I want you to focus on building your fitness, making running and exercise a habit, and appreciating the health benefits that it'll bring. And just be proud of the time on your feet and your perceived effort and what you're doing. So to start, just get out there regularly. And when you're a little bit more experienced and confident, that's when mileage can get built in. And definitely don't run every single day at first. You don't want to burn yourself out or get injuries. Running is a demanding form of exercise on the body that if you're not used to it, your body won't be happy. And it's important to give your muscles and tendons and all of that the time it needs to build and recover and rebuild again. Adapting to the new demands being made on it will take a while, but I promise it will happen. To start with, depending on your level of fitness and of course, enjoyment, aim to run maybe three days a week and then you can slowly up it to four and five days if you really feel your body is coping okay with that. But I really don't want you to start by running every day. Try every other day at first. Again, using the run-walk method if running, say 10 minutes is uncomfortable, but building up slowly and gradually. Remember, we wanna start where we're currently at within our current circumstances, with what we have. We don't want to overdo anything too much at first. We'd rather slow and steady wins the race, right? I love that saying. It's not said enough, but slow and steady wins the race because that's longevity. That's how you build your fitness, and that's how you get fitter, faster, and stronger, especially with running. And listen, struggle runs will happen. I still have struggle runs. Not every run feels great. Some runs feel like absolutely amazing. Every run is a bit different. But listen, if you're struggling on a run, try relaxing. I want you to take a deep breath in and then slowly exhale. It might sound impossible, but when the effort of running feels tough, and even experienced runners have plenty of runs where that happens, then we tend to tense up and and tense our bodies, which is no good. And that in turn will make things feel much harder, and then it's a vicious cycle. So what I want you to do is take a deep breath, and then slowly sink into your exhale. And if you feel yourself tensing up, calm your face, unclench your jaw, keep your hands relaxed, shake out your arms a little bit, drop your shoulders, and just sink into that exhale. And if you find yourself still struggling, just slow it down. Take a pause break, right? Pauses are okay. That's how we build our fitness. We can't get frustrated. We have to give ourselves some grace, pause, recollect our mind and body, and then keep going because that's that's what's going to separate us. That's what separates you from the next person is that you keep going. And now the next point, which is a huge point, is to make sure you're always warming up. Warming up helps prepare our muscles and bodies for what we're about to ask them to do, which it will make the workout and run feel so much better. I'm a big proponent of dynamic warm-up, where you do movements using momentum to warm up our muscles and increase our range of motion. Which, yes, walking can help warm us up before a run, but you also want to do a little bit more than that. You want to think maybe air squats, lunges, high knees, butt kicks, leg leg swings, things like that. If you go into a run cold, your body will tell you instantly during that first mile. Your body and mind may start like literally screaming at you and wondering what on earth you're doing. And not to mention, if you don't do a proper warm-up before your run, that could lead to injury or just being unhappy with your run. So a warm-up really helps prevent that feeling and may even make that first mile feel pretty good, which is the encouragement most of us need to keep going, right? So we want we want longevity, we want to feel good on our runs, and a warm-up can really ensure and prime our body for that. Now, overall with running, it has a low barrier to entry, right? Like you need shoes and your body and the great outdoors or a treadmill or something. Um, but although it has a low barrier to entry, quality running shoes are probably one of the most important pieces of gear that you'll need. And yes, while like crappy shoes might do the deed for like a couple runs, I promise that having a good pair of running specific shoes can make all the difference from increased comfort to injury prevention. So for your first few runs, you'll be fine in just a pair of standard sneakers. However, as you fall in love with running, as you wanna feel more confident and comfortable on your runs. It's definitely worth investing in a pair of running specific shoes, which will provide cushioning and support, making your running much more comfortable while crucially reducing your risk of injury. And also on the same lines, going to a running store, um, trying on various running shoes is super helpful as well. And you may also wanna invest in a high impact sports bra and also running specific socks. The next point is to set goals. A great way to start running and stay motivated is to set goals. And it's always good to have big lofty goals, but I'm not talking about that. It's important, especially as someone who's new to running, looking to get in shape, to have these smaller goals that take less time to achieve. And using the concept of SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. These goals can be super helpful during your running journey. Some ideas of goals to consider include maybe running a mile without stopping for a walk break, running three times a week for one full month, running for 30 minutes without stopping, completing, eventually completing a 5K race. So going through a plan maybe for six weeks then completing a 5K race or eight weeks, whatever it is. Each of those are just little examples of smart goals that will help in your running fitness journey and will help you stay motivated and proud and to set more goals and to keep striving and reaching for more and more and more, right? That's what happens with running. You start with the run walk method, maybe the power walk, like we talked about. So you start with power walking and then you're like, okay, I'm fast at walking. So now I'm going to start running. Then you start with the run walk method for a few weeks. And then you get into just running straight for 10 minutes, then 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Then soon you're at a 30-minute run. And soon you're running three times a week. And now a full year has gone by and you want to run four times a week. And now you want to sign up for a 10K race. You do a 10K race. So now you're two years into running and you add maybe you're on four days. You add a fifth day and then you want to do a half marathon. So then you sign up for a 16-week half marathon plan suit. Do you see how it just all these goals compound from consistency? So that consistency compounds, and it doesn't happen in a week or a month, but that consistency compounds in weeks, months, years, and years, and years, and it just keeps stacking, which is such a beautiful thing and my favorite thing to see as a coach. And listen, also, I do want to make a point to say if you miss a day, it's okay. If you miss a day, simply pick up where you left off and don't feel bad about it. If you miss a day, wipe your hands clean, right? It's hard. It's hard sometimes, but you need to just let it go. It's a day that's behind you. The important thing is to not let, it te- not let a temporary setback derail you. Just get back on track with a run, with your next run, whatever it is. Or maybe you're going through an important move and you missed a week of runs. Okay, that's okay. Just pick back up, right? It's a week gone. Just pick back up. Think of running as a long-term project. And put those missed runs in the context of the hundreds you'll do over the coming years, right? One missed run versus the hundreds of runs that are to come. There's plenty of time. And come to terms that there will be struggle runs, some runs, again, that feel amazing, some that suck, and that's all part of the process, and that's okay. That's normal. It is it is normal. This is all normal. But it's the consistency over time that, again, compounds to get you fitter, faster, stronger, and becoming a better runner. Cool. All right, so the next point, I don't even know what point I'm on, maybe 9, maybe 10, maybe 11. Um, but the next one is finding an like, accountability or a running partner. Now, depending where you live, it can be hard, uh, but finding maybe someone that you can share your journey with, getting in shape, going for runs consistently together, or maybe just, again, sharing your journey with someone, whether it's your parent, your spouse, your sibling, um, whatever it is. Getting in shape and going out on runs consistently can be challenging, especially on your own. So the accountability partner may be someone who runs with you maybe a coach that you have, or someone who simply is just supporting you on this journey. So whatever it may be, just have that accountability for yourself. And along the same lines, track your runs and your progress. Another great way to stay motivated as a new runner is to track your runs and your progress, maybe by starting an Excel spreadsheet, using a specific app, or logging your efforts in a notebook, whatever it is, whatever suits you best, but tracking your progress. Not every run will be enjoyable, but on those tough days, it can be really nice to look back at where you started and see how far you've come. Maybe before you could only run for two minutes without walking, but now you're up to eight minutes without a break. Those are impressive strides that may get you out the door when it's the last thing you want to do. So track your progress. And even, I know me and Justin, just a couple weeks ago, after we signed up for our half marathon that's coming up in March... He was, he was a little nervous about it. So we went back and we looked at all of his runs and saw what he could do and his potential for it. I was, I'm so excited. I just gave myself goosebumps. But we looked back at all of his runs and I said, you can do this. Look at what you did. Look at what you're doing. And I promise if you follow a plan, even running three days a week, you're going to cross that finish line. And we are going to be so proud. I'm so excited. Um, Anyway, so tracking your runs is a great way. It's a great motivator, um, so I encourage that. And then, of course, cross-training. While running is amazing and super great, there is so much value in doing other types of workouts, Strength training is highly, highly recommended to complement your running Literally, as a personal trainer, I can't recommend it enough. Strength training is top tier. It needs to be done. Weightlifting can help with muscle imbalances, improved running form, improved running economy, and more. Other cross-training activities that are great to do alongside running can be yoga, cycling, rowing, swimming, whatever you enjoy, right? Whatever you enjoy. But cross-training is super beneficial to do alongside running. Now, fueling and hydrating properly. I can't hone in on this enough that you need to fuel to match your energy levels. Whether part of the reason you're starting to run is to get in shape, maybe lose weight or whatever it is, it's important that you fuel properly to support this new activity. You may not need to change much in your diet in regards to how much you're eating when adding in running, especially when you're just starting out. It will depend on how much and how often you're running and what else you're doing. However, it's so important, I can't stress this enough, to make sure that you're eating in a way that fuels your activities and fuels your running. Running is a highly demanding sport, so you want to keep your body happy, you want to keep your mind happy, and you want to fuel for performance, right? And also because you don't want to fall into relative energy deficiency sports syndrome, REDS, which is a syndrome of poor health and declining athletic performance that happens when you don't fuel properly around your workouts for a certain number of times. So you really want to make sure you're fueling to support your workouts. And make sure you have a balanced diet. And remember that diet is just what you eat on a daily basis, making healthy habits, making healthy choices. So having a balanced diet, focusing on protein to help maintain and build muscle, healthy fats, And then do not shy away from carbohydrates as they provide valuable energy to perform these activities. And now I'm not a dietitian by any means, but honestly, if weight loss is part of your motivation to start running, then I seriously encourage you and that it will be very valuable to connect with a dietitian, a sports-specific dietitian who can help you learn how to fuel for success in both running and weight loss. And now dovetailing into rest. Probably the most important is don't forget to rest. Running and other high-intensity activities can take a toll on our bodies. And if you're following a running plan, rest days are most likely built in. A lot of my plans that I'm going to be providing have built-in rest days because they're that important. These are important and allow our bodies to recover from what we're asking them to do on the other days of the week. So you don't want to skip them. And this doesn't mean that you have to be like a sloth all day and do absolutely nothing. You can go for a walk, do some yoga, move your body a bit. Trust me, you won't lose fitness on your rest days. People worry about losing fitness on their rest days, but that's simply not true. It takes an extended period of time to lose fitness that you're gaining. So a day off, one day off a week or two days off a week will not impact your progress. Um, So definitely... Making your hard days hard, easy days easy, so making your workouts count so that your rest days count. And then the main one is rewarding yourself. As you progress through this journey of starting to run, regardless of why you started, consider giving yourself small rewards along the way to help with motivation and to acknowledge your achievements along the way. Running is hard and you're doing it, so reward yourself. Maybe your run is the time where you listen to an audiobook or podcast, or another idea is to maybe schedule a massage to ease sore muscles or take a nice bath. Or maybe you're saving up to buy a new running fit. Or maybe once you've been running so long, you said you'll save up and buy a running watch. So getting writing down these little things and reward yourself. I know after so many miles, new pair of shoes. Whatever it is. Maybe running is the reward itself, you know, it can quiet the mind, provide clarity, but whatever it is, you can decide where and how to reward yourself. Just don't forget to do it. Thank you for listening to the performance podcast with Melissa Kender and to everyone listening, share this episode of the show, leave a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. It really helps. And thank you again. You can find me on all areas of social and I look forward to chatting with you guys next time.